Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Come on in, find a seat. And uh, we want to get our celebration started today. I, I do hope you came today ready to celebrate God's goodness, His grace, and His mercy that has been at work in you and even through you this past week. And um, I am also convinced today that he's got great things in store for us. If we'll just choose to open up our hearts and our minds to whatever it is he has for us. Uh, I hope you received one of these on your way in. It should be full of helpful information about things that are, that are happening around here. Um, you can also go to our website, woodlandlifecenter.com, and check us out in regards to various things that are happening. We, we, are, we are trying to have things in place for each and every person. There really should be a place that you can fit in uh, quite easily. One of the things I wanted to mention today, it, it, it's not in here because it's kind of a brand new um, thing that we're pulling together we're trying to pull together a, a prayer team, a prayer ministry, a, a, a group of people that would feel called to um, pray with those that have needs. If that sounds like you, if that sounds like something that um, would trip your trigger or, or you'd like to investigate a little more into what that would look like, our leader is back over here. Will you just stand up and wave at us? There she is right here. She's, she's organizing this team. It'll be a team that will function mostly on Sunday mornings, especially after the service. What our hope is, is that we would have a team of people, a few that would be up here up front for anyone at the end of a morning service that would want prayer for whatever's going on. Uh, we would have a team of people ready for that. So if that sounds like a ministry that that you would like to participate in. I'd love for you to try to connect with her before you leave today. Uh, we'll also be getting information out to everyone on this, so we'll send out reminders about this. And, and our hope is that within the next few weeks, we're able to launch this really important ministry. Great thing for us to do as we move into the rest of this year um, as we're worshiping together. Well, God bless you. I, I hope that you are ready to celebrate with us. I want to invite you to stand with me. Shake a few hands around. I, I'm sure there's someone near you that you don't know a name. Just get to know a first name and let's join together in worship. And your name was? Good morning, church. It's good to be with you today. 
Before we start, I invite you to take a moment to just quiet your heart. I invite you to choose to worship today. Remember why you came here. Why you got up at 9 a.m. or so, or maybe maybe 9.50, I don't know. Drove over here this morning. We're here to be in the presence of God and to lift his name up. So just take some time to reflect on that. Jesus, we are here to honor you. We're here to fix our eyes on you. To lay our cares of this week in your lap. Rest in your embrace, God. We are thankful that at any time, in any place, we can come to you. Whether it's on a Sunday morning or a Thursday afternoon at work or in the middle of the night. Jesus, we just choose to worship this morning as your sons and your daughters. We honor you. Amen. We've got a lot of music today, a little bit more than normal. So drink your coffee. Here we go. One, two, three, four.
talked about, we just sing about holding on. I want to switch gears a little bit. And I want to talk about surrender. This next song we're going to sing is new. It's called Gracefully Broken. It talks about offering yourself, your whole self, your past, your sin, your gifts, your talents, all of it. scripture beforehand. If only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands to him in prayer. Get rid of your sins. Leave all iniquity behind you. And then your face will brighten with innocence. You will be strong and free of fear. You will forget your misery, your misery will become like water flowing away. Your life will be brighter than the noonday. Even darkness will become as bright as morning. Having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and you will rest in safety. The moment you choose to release, to surrender your own control that feels safer, it feels better to hold it. The moment you release is when you will find safety, is when you will find peace.
focus on. And that word is brave. And in honor of that, I did not make an outline of what I was going to share with you this morning because I want him to speak through me, through my mistakes, through not saying it the right way that I would like to. Um, so he also gave me the song that we're going to sing next. So when Todd and Mia asked, who wants to talk in front of for this one, I was like, God's like you. <laughs> yeah. 
you're going to say this. So um, I asked God, I said, I want to grow. I want you to grow me. And that opened up a whole can of worms. Um, because when you ask God for stuff, he does it. And it's not in the way that we anticipate ever. It's in the way that's best for us. And so, great. That's me coming out of my comfort zone. That's me, you know, showing people really who I am instead of hiding behind myself. Um, so God's, God's calling me out. He's calling me out into a place where there's big waves coming at me, and I'm just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. Keep your eyes on me, you know? And he's like, you might fail. You might not do it right the first time, but that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty in growth and in learning and being more like him. So I want to ask you this morning, what is God asking you to do? What is he asking you to do that you are uncomfortable with? Because when it comes down to this, we've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable if we want to grow. So this next song really comforts me. And I listen, I, I promise, I listen to this every day. Because it's, it's God speaking to me and saying, I got your back. <laughs> Just trust me where you're going.
regardless, regardless of our circumstances, we make this declaration today. We worship you. We declare you as our God. You are our King. You are our Lord. You are our Savior. You are our all in all. And we honor you today from the core of who we are. Whether we're in the midst of some of the greatest days of our lives or whether we're in the midst of some of the darkest, we simply declare to you today that you are worthy of our praise. Whether we've been walking with you moment by moment in an awesome relationship or, or whether our relationship with you has been even somewhat strained, we declare today that you are worthy of our praise. You are the creator and you are the sustainer of all things. You set this world into motion. You put history into place and you have brought us into it. We're just simply acknowledging the truth about you today. And the reason that that is important is because sometimes our circumstances become so hard. Sometimes our circumstances become so challenging, so difficult, even so dark, that that's all that we can seem to see. It's all that we can seem to uh, comprehend. But on, in, in a moment like this, on a, on a day like this, in, in a time like this, where we have just simply declared that you are worthy of our praise, suddenly we're able to back away from all the garbage and catch a fresh perspective of who you are and what you are doing. We confess to you today our need for you. We, we desperately need you to be working in our lives. We desperately need you to be at work in our circumstances. And by faith today, with, with, with simply a declaration of faith today, we, we believe that you have been and are doing that very thing. Even if we haven't seen it, even if we haven't seen the fruit of it, even if there are times where we've been tempted to believe that you're not, that, that you've just abandoned us, we by faith declare today that we know that you're at work in us and in our stuff. We matter to you. And it's not that our prayer right now is making our worship about us, but it is a reminder in the midst of this prayer that you still are God, you are still on the throne. And you are worthy of our praise regardless of what the world has been spinning like over the last hours, days, weeks, months, even years. 
so we thank you for being who you are. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you're doing even right now in this moment. And we thank you in advance for what you are going to do. And it's in Christ's mighty and powerful name, the name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, man, you may be seated. As you're doing so, I want to invite our ushers to join us up front as we prepare to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. One of the things we declare about you today, Jesus, is that you are our provider. And though we can't begin to comprehend all that 2018 holds for us, even and especially financially, we have no idea. We declare today that you are our provider. We honor you today for the provision that you have already brought, and we honor you for the provision that is coming. So we simply ask that you take what we have to offer you today, use it, bless it, multiply it, accomplish your kingdom purposes with it, we pray in Christ's name, amen. that's your heart's cry today not just words on a screen not just a catchy phrase but truly a, our hearts cry I uh, 
truly don't know of any greater way to live than in full surrender to him. When we simply entrust ourselves to the God of all the universe. Sounds scary, but truly amazing way to live. I want to invite you to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, the last section of chapter 1, starting the reading at verse 43 today. We're kind of marching along with, with Jesus, experiencing these encounters that people are having with this man called Jesus of Nazareth. And right now he's, he's, he's building his team. Last week we started digging into that a little bit as we saw him calling Peter and Andrew and James and John, calling them to cast down their nets and to follow him. Today we see a different couple of encounters here. Right at verse 43 of John chapter 1, it says this. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Now let's pause there for a moment. Because... I think it's worth asking the question, what does it, what does that mean? What does follow me mean? One of the things about um, my job, I guess I would say, is that I, I'm, I, I'm handed a lot of literature. I'm I'm presented with a lot of information, and, and the bulk of it, I, I mean really most of it, has to do with, with leadership, and it's good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. It's good information on, on how to lead, on how to, how to lead a group, how to lead an organization, how, how to build teams, how to lead leaders, how to build up other leaders. Just, you know, leadership is is a significant word, even I would say a significant buzzword in, 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 my, in my position and those that I rub elbows with and that are in the same kind of position as me. Yet I'm challenged today by this word, follow. The Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Ultimately, that is a declaration of of Paul's leadership. But he doesn't even use that word. He's not saying, I'm going to lead you. He's simply saying, you follow me while I follow Christ. Like he understands something about the importance of being a follower followership
Are you a follower of Jesus? Jesus, this isn't the first time he meets up with with Philip, but it is the point in time when he calls Philip to become a follower. The word is a bit stronger than probably what we understand the word follow to be. It has the strength of, of continuousness. Don't just follow me today, Philip. Become a person that follows me forever. Become a person that, choose to become a person today that is going to make yourself or allow me to make you like me. Follow me, Philip. Are you a follower of Jesus? If I were to drop in on you at your workplace, unannounced, I snuck in the back door and I began to ask around for you. Or I wonder if, if, if I snuck in, in the back door of, of your organization and, and I began to say, could you point me to a follower of Jesus? Would they think of you? Would they send me your way? Would you be someone that comes to their mind? Oh, I know then who you need to go see. Followership. We, we should be, we should really be reflecting who he is and what he is about. That, that is the essence of followership. He says to Philip, follow me. Philip, like Andrew, verse 44, Philip, like Andrew and Peter, they were from the town of Bethsaida. Philip finds Nathaniel. One of the first things that happens here, it happened with Andrew in the story before, and it happens with Philip here. They have this encounter with Jesus, this, 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 this calling, this, you know, Jesus says, follow me, and the and it's like the first thing that Philip does is he finds somebody else. He says, Nathaniel, come, come with me. Look, look what happens. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we've, we found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Jesus finds Philip. Philip, follow me. And the first thing that Philip does is he finds Nathaniel. Nathaniel, come follow me as I follow Jesus. You gotta, you gotta come check this guy out. It's the one, it's the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about, the one that we've been looking for, waiting for. We have found him. It's Jesus of Nazareth. Nathaniel, this by the way, is we're pretty sure is the same person that you might know as Bartholomew. Nathaniel's answer is interesting. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Now, understand that 
that his preconceived notions about Nazareth are, are pretty well founded. He's not speaking it necessarily an untruth from his perspective. Nazareth wasn't known as a really good place to go hang out. So when, when he makes this declaration, understand that it, it comes out of some fact, but yet it's still a, a preconceived notion. It, it's still filled with assumptions. Nazareth, I mean, can anything good come from there? You're telling me that Messiah, the one that we have been looking for, the one that we've been waiting for, the one that we've been anticipating his arrival, the one that we've been reading about, you're telling me he's come from there? And, 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 and I'm saying to you, can anything good come from there? Much less. The Messiah. Now, Philip doesn't engage in an argument with Nathaniel. He doesn't enter into a debate. He simply just says, well, just, just come and see for yourself. Come, come and see for yourself, Nathaniel. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he says of him, so when, when Nathaniel is, is approaching Jesus, Jesus has some folks gathered around him. He begins to speak about Nathaniel who is, who is coming near to him. Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. This phrase... Um, this phrase comes from the story of Jacob. This phrase, this phrase flows out of, out of the story of Jacob. You remember Jacob and Esau, and it, it's Isaac's sons, and, and there's the story where Jacob deceived his father to receive the blessing. And... This phrase refers to, uh, kind of refers to putting on a mask, putting on a costume, kind of like what Jacob did to deceive his father to, to accomplish that deceit. This phrase flows out of that. He sees Nathaniel approaching, he says to everybody essentially, now here's, here's someone that doesn't wear a mask. Here is someone showing up that is authentic, that is authentic in who they are as an Israelite. Now, folks, if you're hearing what I'm hearing in this, it's like, now this alone can start to preach. Because if the church has guilt, true guilt about anything, it's wearing masks. We struggle. We struggle with authenticity at times. We can really struggle to be real with one another. It is a huge temptation for us to walk around, especially coming into a place like this, wearing masks. 
putting on the game face, putting on our Sunday smile. Jesus points this out in Nathaniel. Here is someone that, that is maskless, someone that, that is authentic. And, and, and Nathaniel's response is, wait a second, how do you know me? Are you talking to me? How, how do you know me? And Jesus' answer shocks him. Jesus said, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip even called you here. Before Philip said anything to you about this Jesus of Nazareth, before you had that conversation, I'm just telling you, I saw you under the fig tree. And Nathaniel declares, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Now, this is all the information we get. This is all the information we get. We don't get a clear explanation of what Jesus saw with Nathaniel under the fig tree. But I can tell you, I can tell you with, man, with, with, with certainty that, that Nathaniel sitting under the fig tree, something profound happens to him in that moment. He, he has a God moment under that tree. I don't know if, if, he, if, if it's a vision that he sees or just a profound manifestation of God's presence. Something happens to him under that tree. He had a God moment. And I'm telling you, when, when and, and, and I think I can say this with, with, with certainty, when, when we choose to live life without a mask and we press into authenticity, we're going to have authentic God moments. Let me say that again. When we press into authenticity, and that means when we, when we choose to remove our masks, our, 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 our Sunday faces, and we choose to press into authenticity, that really opens us up for authentic God moments. And clearly Nathaniel has experienced this. A genuine God encounter. And then Jesus says, that was me. I saw that. That was, that was me and you under that fig tree. And Nathaniel's like, okay. You, you, it's you. Clearly something phenomenal can come from Nazareth. It is you, the Son of God, the King of Israel, you are the Messiah. Jesus responds, okay, good, Nathaniel. You believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. I've, I've, I've revealed to you who I am. It's confirmed. But now I'm going to tell you that you're going to see even greater things than that. 
Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And here he is referencing Jacob again. Isn't that interesting? It goes, it goes right back to the story of Jacob. It's not the story where Jacob deceives. It's, it's later on in Jacob's life where, where he lays down and he has the dream and he sees the ladder and the angels are ascending and descending. Perhaps, perhaps Jesus is referring to this story with Nathaniel because that's, that's right where Nathaniel was in his reading when he was underneath the fig tree when he had this moment. Perhaps he's allowing Nathaniel to get a full picture of the fact that, that this Jesus that I am going to follow is, is the creator and sustainer of all things. Now, John, Nathaniel has to work this out in this moment. We know that, that the disciples finally figure this out because we just read this at the beginning of this book, the book of John. For in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. They, they, have, they have figured this out, but in this moment, Nathaniel is being confronted by the creator of all the universe. Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. That was, that was me that engaged you under there. Now that you realize that it's me, what I'm telling you is that, is that, that profound stuff that you experience under there, and, and, and I don't think I'm extrapolating too far out because it makes sense to me that, that he was probably in this passage what I'm telling you is that you're, you're going to see even greater things than what you just experienced in this moment. This encounter is just the beginning. And you're going to see all of heaven's power coming on me and coming through me. If you will just choose to follow me. If you'll just choose to believe. Nathaniel Bartholomew becomes a key player on Jesus' team. The team that he puts together that their purpose is simple. Bring more followers. Show them Jesus and bring more followers. Show them Jesus and bring more followers. And here we are, over 2,000 years later, facing the same question. Hearing the Spirit of God speak to us just like he spoke to Philip, just like he spoke to Nathaniel. Follow me.
Jesus, we are overwhelmed by this question that seems so easy, so simple, so elementary. Almost like we're we're being moved right back to first base with you with this question. Man, are we really followers of you? Perhaps we've shown up to this conversation today with lots of assumptions, almost like Nathaniel showed up to his conversation with you, just, just full of assumptions. And yet you, you surpass our assumptions today with this question, and you, and, and you, and you simplify our reality with you today with, with the simple question, are we followers? And really it ties to this idea of surrender. I, I, I surrender all. Is, is the phrase of a follower I surrender all is, is the response of a true follower. You see, ultimately, it's about you making us more like you. It's about reflecting you. John, earlier in, in chapter 1, said that you came full of grace and truth. And perhaps that is what a follower would reflect, grace and truth. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you will help me with my temptation of putting on the mask. I want to be authentic. I want to be as, as real as I can be filled with your grace and your truth. I would hope that someday as, as I'm approaching you, you might say to those that are around you, here comes somebody who is authentic. And it would, it would happen because I would, I would choose, like on a, on a day like today, in a, in a moment like this, because, I, because I'm choosing to to press into authenticity because I want authentic encounters with you. Not just a 
not just a guy who stand on the front row and raise his hands because it's the right thing to do, but because there is authentic surrender that is taking place in my life. You see, the arms in the air as I'm worshiping you reflect surrender. It's, it's the picture of surrender. My hands are up. Maybe, church, as we're just going to kind of remain in this, in this reflection mode right now, it would be very appropriate for us to decide, am I a follower or am I not? Am I a person who's choosing to surrender or not? And I want to invite you now, if, if that's your choice, you're, you're choosing surrender, would you just open up your hands? You might want to raise them in a full surrender position, or you could just have them before you, whatever you're comfortable with. You're just taking the position of surrender now. And I just want us to sing this, this simple old chorus of the church. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust. of a of a story I know I've shared before but it's just such a profound picture of what surrender what being a follower of Jesus looks like it's a story of it comes from a tribal community of, of Africa where a pastor 
and his family were, were trying to accomplish spreading the gospel of Jesus, and they were just running into intense resistance from the city, from the city leaders. One day, this pastor, his wife, and, and their two small children were drug out into the middle of town where a hole had been dug. And the four of them were tossed into this hole. And the city leaders were surrounding them with, with shovels. And they, and they said, this is your last chance. Deny Christ or be buried alive. So that family began to sing, I surrender all. And they just kept singing it as the dirt is being poured into the, the hole that they're standing in. Suddenly four voices become three, become two. That wasn't the end of the story. The, the men who had just done this atrocious act were so overwhelmed by what they had just experienced <laughs> that they began to turn their lives over to Christ. You see, that is, that is the fruit of the follower. The, that is the fruit of authenticity. Ultimate surrender. We're not going to... It's, it's probably not going to happen that way where we live. It's probably not going to look like that where we live. It's probably, in our lifetimes, not going to get that extreme where we live. But man, that story comes before us today really asking us about our authenticity. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are accomplishing in our lives. And we thank you for your grace and your mercy as you are working with us and our weaknesses and our, and our stubbornness and our refusal to let go and our, and, our, and our attempts to hang on to whatever it is that we can hang on to because the truth is I surrender all is, is an easy phrase, but man, oh. I mean, could I could I have the strength and the faith and the courage 
to even let my kids go like that pastor did. Knowing that as he's singing that song, the voices of his young children have already been snuffed out. Do I truly have the courage to surrender all to you today? And I'm, without wearing my mask, I'm telling you, Jesus, I'm struggling with that. In the hope of being authentic, I'm telling you, Jesus, there are, there are things still that I know I need to let go of. But if I'm going to be guilty of anything, I want to be guilty of being a follower of you. If I'm going to be accused of anything that's sensible, I want to be accused of being a follower of you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're helping us with our mask, and that you're really moving us to a place of being real, real with you to start with, so we can be real with one another. you stand with me? I, I think I want to try to sing that one more time. I don't know if I'll be able to make it, but can we close out by just singing? All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever trust him in his presence daily live I surrender all I surrender all all to thee my blessed bless you. May the Lord keep you. <laughs> May the Lord make his face to shine on you. May he gracious to you. May you experience authentic encounters with him this week. I do pray you have an amazing one. See you next time. Don't pay